Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and every week I lead you through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond, bringing you stories of the amazing people in and around the barbecue culture. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen in. I appreciate the gift of your time, and I hope I can entertain you for a little bit. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. And now, on with this week's show. Hello and welcome to episode 115 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. Russell Bird has been on the show before during some of my competition episodes as part of the You Need a Barbecue team that he and his father-in-law Ron Yaneda compete under. This week on the podcast, he joins me again to talk about his new barbecue supply store he's opened up in Sherwood Park, Alberta under the same You Need a Barbecue name. They've got a great lineup, including Pit Boss and Louisiana Grill Cookers. They've also been running some great socially distanced barbecue classes, bringing in some of Edmonton and Alberta's top cooks to help out. You can find them inside of Russell's other business, The Promo Addict, at 65 Chippewa Road in Sherwood Park, Alberta, and they're online at www.youneedabbq.com. Do you have a barbecue or cooking product you'd like me to review and talk about on the show? I'm looking for folks with rubs, sauces, gadgets, and more that would like to be part of a new product review feature on the podcast. Please get in contact with me if you're interested via social media or by email at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. This episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast is brought to you in part by ATB Financial. I want to talk to you about a new initiative from our friends at ATB called ATB Goodness Grows. Hashtag ATB Goodness Grows is an initiative that motivates Albertans to bring joyful moments to others. We're all adjusting to being so disconnected from the places, people, and experiences we love, so making someone laugh or bringing a smile to their day has never been more needed or more powerful. From live streams connecting business owners to new and fun ways to celebrate things like Father's Day, ATB hopes to inspire Albertans to keep the goodness growing. To find out more or to get involved, visit atb.com slash COVID-19 slash community. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of the podcast uh, via Zoom tonight from Sherwood Park, Alberta. Russell Bird, Mr. Bird, welcome to the show. Back to the show, I guess. How are you doing this evening? Wow, really good. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, my friend. My pleasure. Uh, you've been on uh, before one of the competition episodes. Uh but maybe give the folks a little bit of a uh, background info on who you are. And uh... sure, sure. So uh, I, I got into competition cooking um, about six years ago. I got to partake in the uh, the Canadian Bacon Championships, and I was lucky enough to win it. Nice. And so from that, I got to tour around the World Barbecue Championships in the Southern U.S. and I fell in love with barbecue that weekend. Yeah, and my competition team the next year. So I've been competing in barbecue now for four seasons and uh, based out of Alberta. So I compete mostly in Western Canada. I've done British Columbia, Saskatchewan, Alberta, and then I've competed down in like Montana and Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, traveling down to the world championships, I've been down to Alabama. So tell me about the Canadian Bacon Championships. I'm not, uh, other than hearing it from you, I'm not familiar with it, so. What That's that? an event that hasn't happened um, live in person in a couple of years. Okay. Um, it was an event put on by Events Edmonton um, at the Taste of Edmonton Festival. Uh, okay. And they invited us from across the country to come in and compete in like five or six different food categories. Right, right. Um, so the backyard home cooks could compete as well. 
And so because I had won a previous cooking contest, I got an entry into the bacon category. And All right. I started doing bacon cook-offs and it was a lot of fun. Right on. So what would you be cooking? Obviously, uh, is it dishes with bacon or is it strictly bacon? What's the kind of... Dishes with bacon. My okay. most famous was the uh, butter poached lobster tail bacon sushi roll. Wow. Yeah, it was complex and fun. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed eating it as well. So that made it really easy to Absolutely. practice it. Yeah. Now, do you kind of have a cooking background or what's uh, where did the love of cooking come from? Uh, my love of food, yeah. right? So having having the the love of delicious tasting food, um, I'm constantly trying to make better meals for myself and my family. And so yeah. because of that, I uh, I enjoy cooking. It's a nice little reprieve from the day-to-day life of business. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you can make other people around you happier just by making them a good meal. Agreed. Absolutely. And family, you get mentioned some kids there. What's, uh, what's the family situation? Yeah, married for uh, 11 years. Nice, congratulate. Yeah. And uh, three kids. So, got your hands full. All school age. What's that, sir? All school age. Yep. And so with that, we're uh, we're a very busy household. I would imagine how's the uh, whole COVID thing been treating the household there? Everybody home a little more and Uh yeah, it's been a challenge. Um you know, like the, the kids having school shut down, they're all they're all in school, mm-hmm. and so having them be at home all the time has, has been, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, challenging to say the least. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like we're we're in a very fortunate situation that we have access to childcare. Right. And so you know we we're still able to do our jobs um, when there was work to be done. Right. Yeah. That makes a makes a difference. Right. Yeah, yeah. Our, my girls are teenagers, so they're uh, they're okay being home, but uh, it's certainly been a little tough on everybody, and it just uh, throws everybody's schedules out of whack and everything, right? So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my oldest is eight, so yeah. he can't be home. Anymore. Yes, not quite there yet. <laughs> I, I'd say it gets easier as they get older, but it just gets a little different, right? Equally <laughs> <laughs> challenging. Yeah, right? so, some things get easier, other things not so much. So. Uh, talk about the competition team, the, the, you need a barbecue team. Yeah. So you need a barbecue is a team with myself, Russell bird and my father-in-law, Ron Yunita. And so that's where the team name comes from is, uh, Ron's last name is Yunita. Why? Well, and and people, yeah. used joke, people used to joke that when I was getting married to my wife, her last name was Yunita and my name was Bird. And so they said, you couldn't hyphenate and you need a bird. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And so when we were coming up with our barbecue team name, Somebody said, wouldn't it be funny if you need a bird? And then I think Ron said, well, what do you need a barbecue? And it was born that day. I like it. Ah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Makes all, all comes together now. I, I didn't realize that was where the team name come, had come from. I didn't make the connection until I saw it on your website. And it's like, oh, that's, uh, that's great. I like that. And uh, you mentioned some of your competition now. Uh, History, I guess, talk about a bit of that and uh, some of the... Yeah, uh, sure. So we, we um, like I said, we came from bacon cook-offs. Mm-hmm. And uh, from that, getting into barbecue was a really interesting challenge because in bacon cook-offs, you can do whatever you want with bacon. Right. You can make a butter poached lobster tail bacon sushi roll and the judges are going to score it very differently than a bacon cupcake. Whereas in competition barbecue, as you know, 
everything has to essentially be the same. Mm -hmm. You know, you're executing the same dishes and presented very similar to the same ways, using very similar flavor profiles, and you have to stand out with the differences being very minute. Um, whereas in bacon cook-offs, it can be a vast difference between one dish to the next. Right. And so learning to have those finer skills and be able to stand out using a little bit more subtlety mm -hmm. has been a, a long winding road and a lot of fun. Yep. Um, so our, our, you know, our, our most proud moments, we, we won the joy award at our first ever barbecue on the boat. So that's the team that shows the most barbecue spirit. Yep. Um, we're really proud of that because we were such a, a new young team and we really wanted to learn and take it, take advantage of the culture around us. And so with that, um, we were acknowledged by the organizers as having, um, shown that the most, which was pretty cool. That's awesome. And yeah. then for the top scoring awards, we got first place ribs at the Montana state championships. Um, last year we got first place brisket at the barbecue and boat. Yep. Um, and then through some of our combined results, we ended up getting invited to the world championships in Alabama. Right. And we took home second place ribs. Outstanding. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Nice to get a few, uh, some accolades there, right? Yeah. It gives us some hardware. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so then you've, uh, just as you alluded to, you mentioned you kind of got into, uh, the barbecue retail side of the business now. So, uh, you need a barbecue yeah. is, uh, opened up. So talk about, uh, That's true. So we took you need a barbecue through our relationship with pit boss grills. Um, we were able to, you know, sell grills to friends and family over the last few years. Okay. Um, just as a side hustle and hobby. Right. And so through COVID with the more people cooking at home, we saw an opportunity to sell more grills along with seasoning spices and accessories to people who were cooking at home. Right. And so we decided because there was some stock issues where you couldn't get barbecues easily, we were going to commit to having seven barbecues stored at my promotional products shop that we would then sell to friends and family. So we could actually fulfill some of the need. Well, seven barbecues quickly turned into 20 barbecues, quickly turned into 30 barbecues, right. quickly turned into $20,000 worth of imported seasoning, sauces, and accessories, and all of a sudden we have an actual business. There you go. Um, so talk about what, uh, talk about you know, Pit Boss, obviously, on the grill uh, smoker side. Uh, what other yep. kind of products you, uh, are you carrying? We, we wanted to focus on some, like some products that not everyone around here is selling, as well as focusing on products that are made and produced locally. Right. So when it comes to the, the barbecue side, you know, we have an account with Ensigns. So there are Pit Boss Grills, Louisiana Grills, Country Smokers. Those are our essential main grill lines. Right. Um, we, we do want to bring in a propane grill option um, in the future, but right now we're just focusing on wood pellet and charcoal grills. Uh, and then as far as the accessories goes, I think we're now the only people in Western Canada that have brought in grill grates. Okay. Um, they just arrived today. So I, I was Googling the heck out of it, trying to figure out if anyone else had them. But I think the only other place in Canada is Dixon Barbecue out of okay. Toronto. Okay. And so we're bringing in those. We're importing them directly from grill grates. Um, you know, we have all of the local Canadian guys, the big ones that I'm friends with already. You know, yeah. We have very and spice. We have their full selection of seasoning and sauces. We have House of Q, Motley Q. Um, we really wanted to make sure we had, because we're a locally supported store, all the local options. Yeah. And then for American seasonings that we're importing, we 
opted for the full lineup from Boar's Night Out. Okay. So they have their lightning and their white lightning double garlic butter. And then we also opened up an account with Big Papa Smokers. So nice. we got in our favorite seasonings from Big Papa. Excellent. Those are kind of the highlights. Sure. Yeah. And when did the, uh, the, the store actually physically open up? We put a sign on the door about four weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty young. Yeah. It's pretty young. It took us about, um, well, maybe two or three weeks to throw the website together. Yep. We have a very talented operations manager who's also a web designer on our promotional side of our business. And so through that, he was able to use some of his downtime to build the website. And we've incorporated e-commerce onto it. We just launched a shipping option. Perfect. Um, so you can now buy it on the website and it'll ship out to you the next day. Um, so like all of these things aren't, aren't things that I've ever done before. Right. And so, you know, a really good learning process to, to start a retail business from scratch. Yeah. And then you're uh, also doing some classes, right? Yeah. So people text me all the time and they say, you know, how should I season my brisket or how should I cook my ribs? And I'm happy to oblige and tell them. But what I've realized is that I'm better off just typing up the recipe and putting it on my website. And then for people who are more hands-on, I turn away a lot of people from dinner parties. You know, when are we getting together to have ribs? Well, we're getting together to have ribs on August 15th, August 29th, September 20th, October 3rd. <laughs> it's just $200 a person and yeah. you can come to my shop and I'll cook you all the ribs you can eat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so with, with those classes, they, they've been a surprising success where we've sold out every class we've had. Um, we have another one on Saturday this weekend, fully sold out. I mean, with COVID restrictions, right? We're of course, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to stress the social distancing. Of course, right? we want to make sure we have enough space in the showroom that everyone can feel comfortable. Yeah, you've got the space obviously at your at your shop to ha- accommodate everything. Yeah, we have a fifteen hundred square foot warehouse. Perfect. And so the combination of setting up some tents outside yep. and setting up some classroom style learning tables in the showroom. Um, yeah, we have no problem with the spacing. And you've been bringing in some uh, local talent, I guess you could say, to help out with that. Yeah. You know what? I mean, I know how to cook all four meats that we teach at the class, but at the same time, you know, people want to hear other voices. They want to, you know, ask a lot of questions. And so if you have a different um, barbecue pit master teaching each meat, Mm -hmm. then you can get other perspectives and you can also have people like, for instance, in the last class we did, I taught how to trim a brisket. Right. And so from that, while Ron was teaching ribs, someone leaned over and asked me a question about why he was putting on a seasoning a certain way. And I'm able to address that question without interrupting the class or slowing it down. Right. And so it created a really good flow because people had multiple instructors to talk to. And we were really lucky with our last class. We were able to get uh, Mel Schmiller from dark side of the grill and Joe from Molly Q yep. myself and Ron Michael Pitmaster. Mm-hmm. And for this class this weekend, we actually have 50% female pit masters. Oh, wow. So awesome. my wife, Rosalyn, is she's going to teach chicken. Yep. We have Jesse Cmac from Motley Q, who's going to teach steak, and then myself and Ron. Excellent. And so we're still finalizing who's going to be teaching for uh, August 29th, but we're really hoping uh, Roger from Diddy Smoker comes up. Ah, uh, Roger, yep. What's that? I said you heard it here first. There you go. No, no pressure now, Roger. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, the barbecue community is so tight knit that everyone's willing to help out. And it's, yeah. been, it's been really cool to see like 
Chris from Frozen Tube top stop by today to just check out the shop and see how things are going. Excellent. So it's a great feeling as a member of the barbecue community. Yeah. And uh, just in case we didn't touch on it earlier, the shop is located in Sherwood Park. That's right. Yeah, so on Chippewa Road in Sherwood Park. So that's kind of the northeast side of Edmonton, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Not even northeast, just east. East, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. East side of Edmonton, um, like just off 98th Avenue. Okay. Awesome. Well, we're going to take just a real quick pause for a word from our Alberta Podcast Network sponsor. And then i uh, got a couple other things to chat with Russell here, so we'll be back in just a moment. This episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast is brought to you in part by the Edmonton Community Foundation. The foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. Did you know that you can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group? Once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing funds. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community is doing. This year's focus is on arts, philanthropy, green spaces, and sports and recreation. Learn more at ecfoundation.org. All right, we're back. I've got Russell Bird, You Need a Barbecue uh, competition team, and now uh, Sherwood Park, Alberta Barbecue Supply Store. Um, you touched on it a little bit, the promotion business, uh, promo addict, correct? That's right, yeah. So that's kind of the main uh, the main business for you, I guess, right? Yeah, the promo addict's been around for, this is our fifth year in business. Yep. And we have company logos to products. And it's funny, I put up a, a blog post about adding a logo to a barbecue. Okay. Um, because I wanted, I, I want people to remember that despite the fact that I promote the barbecue business a lot on my social media, the promo addict is still around. I don't want my customers to think that the promo addict doesn't have my focus. Right. Does. Yeah. Um, but the other day I was checking to see how our Google AdWords were ranking for UP the barbecue. So I typed in, you know, Pit Boss Grills Edmonton mm-hmm. and the promo addict ranked higher than you barbecue well, <laughs> because of the blog post that I wrote. Right. Funny. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, go talk about that business a little bit more. What, uh, all what you're offering there, uh, Give it a little plug, sure. I guess. So. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we do um, corporate promotional items for events, staff giveaways, customer giveaways, anything with a company will go on it. Mm-hmm. Um, during COVID, it's been a real, a real big challenge because the all the events were canceled. Yeah. And so, you know, like we're struggling right now and putting together an event with 12 people for barbecue, whereas we're used to supplying events that have 50,000 people at them or 100,000 right. people. You know, we were... We were supposed to be supplying products for a lot of the big summer events that were canceled. Yep. And so because of that, um, you know, our business has struggled a little bit. Yep. Um, but we are very fortunate in that we have some big corporate customers with uniform programs that aren't necessarily event tied. Right. Uh, we've been able to continue to supply things like FR coveralls and emergency safety vests, um, products like that. that right. You know, those businesses didn't shut down. Yeah, stuff. People still need some of those things, right? And you've uh, kind of moved into the face mask business, I see as well. So. We did indeed. Yeah, the uh, the face mask business has been really turbulent um, for a while. There, we had up to eleven people in our warehouse sewing masks. Wow. Um, we were very fortunate that we found some people in the community who were willing to sew for us to yep. accommodate some of the demand. And then when the Alberta government started their free mask program, the floor really fell out on that business. Right. With regards to manufacturing the masks. 
because a lot of the Chinese imported and Vietnamese imported masks started to show up. Um, and they were really well made and they're really good masks that have great features like nose wires and adjustable ear clips, um, things that we didn't have access to with our own in-house production. Right. And so we still do sell some of our locally made masks, but the, the foreign imported masks have really taken over the market. Yeah. And we're selling more than ever now that the government has mandated masks in a lot of Of course, companies. yeah. And you're doing logos if people want them, that sort of thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I would say about 50% of the mask orders that we send out the door are logoed. Yeah. Um, and then the other half are blank just because people want them quicker than we can add a logo. Right. Um, a lot of people, when they want a mask, they want it yesterday. They don't yeah. want it yeah, I'm not uh, sure if you can see the sewing machine behind me, but uh, our, our basement here has become my wife's little uh, sewing factory for masks for our family. So she's been uh, working up a storm here. So If she needs any templates or elastic, let me know. We have lots. Excellent. Good to know. <laughs> uh, and then you're involved with Porkapalooza, correct? That's right. I sit on the board for Porkapalooza. Um, this would have been my third year on the board. Yep. I mean, I, I am still on the board with it being canceled. Yeah. It's like, oh, what are we going to do? Uh, yeah, I'm on, I joined the barbecue on the bow this year. Oh, so, yeah, thanks. And uh, yeah, what a year to join. So, Right. Well, you know what? You can learn a lot and help yes. come back the next year. Absolutely. Um, you know, the Porcapalooza Society, we were looking at doing a barbecue symposium where we taught, you know, a bunch of people in the Evans area how, how to barbecue um, in partnership with Nate. Mm. And it never got off the ground because of covid Yep. Um, but I look, I look at the little barbecue classes that I'm running as miniature symposiums as a way to, you know, increase barbecue culture across Alberta. Right. Um, and so that's kind of how we want to do it, right? Like, let's test the waters to see if we can make this work next year, whether it's 10 mini symposiums or, you know, maybe we do smaller barbecue contests, right? Yep. More yeah. Maybe you max them to 15 teams so that you can accommodate social distancing and spacing whatnot yep yeah i know with uh, barbecue on the bow with our event being later in the year we kind of had some extra time to before we had to make that final decision and we were tossing around scenarios of what what might work right and it was uh a, a naughty i guess it, in the end it was an easy decision but a tough one to make at the same time right so yeah absolutely whereas we were you know, we were the last weekend of May this year, so yeah. when we pulled the plug, it was the end of March, and we were one of the first events to go. Yeah. Um, so if you guys do end up coming back and make it a 15-team invitational, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, yeah, if, if something changes quickly here, right? So, uh, I guess uh, on that, what do you uh, and you where, where do you see the competition thing? How do you see it changing going forward? I, I, you know, when, when COVID was in its early days, KCBS, the Kansas City Barbecue Society, sent out an updated list of rules and guidelines that were required during COVID, things like judges wearing nitro gloves, uh, spraying down the turning boxes with antiseptic sanitizer yeah. prior to turning them in. And I, I felt like they, they kind of rushed it. I felt like the, the stipulations and requirements could have been, had a little more thought put into them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not anyone that sits on those committees, but I felt like they were really stretching to try to keep barbecue contests going. Yeah. Um, whereas the, the best move in my opinion was to shut them down um, and take the time to figure out what was the right move. Um, so unless they're willing to adapt 
those rules in a more thought out way, I, I don't think barbecue contests are going to be in a real big rush to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they immediately put on a restriction requiring Metro gloves for all the judges. Right. Well, as teams, I've been sourcing Metro gloves for years. You know, I, I buy them at my barbecue shop. I used to buy them for $7 a box and resell them for 12 just as a competition team. Well, now, now my, my wholesale cost on a pack of barbecue gloves for 100 gloves is like $17.99. Crazy. So I'm reselling them for 26. Not very many people can afford that. Yeah. You know, they'd rather just wash their hands. And mm-hmm. so if you start putting added expenses like that onto an organizational committee saying that you have to supply, you know, every judge with 20 pairs of gloves and the gloves cost, you know, $1.70, yeah. that it adds up really fast. Yep. And so it's going to dip into prize pools. It's going to dip into sponsor money. And so I think that the teams who are doing this for the love of it are going to continue to do it. But the teams who are doing it for the money, if there are any like that in Alberta. Yeah, they, not so much up here, right? You get down south and there's more of that for sure. But Yeah, but I think you're going to have to love it because it's going to change. Yeah. They're going to be smaller. There's going to be smaller prize pools. Um, but at the same time, the people who love it are going to come closer together and make really, really good barbecue. Absolutely. Yeah, it will be uh, interesting to see how it all plays out here in the future, right? So where can uh, folks find uh, You Need a Barbecue online, social media? Everywhere except TikTok. Apparently, according to my social media advisors. Say that um, again? Well, everywhere except TikTok. Yep. But apparently that's where we should be. Yeah. Because everyone keeps telling me that. And my kids love watching it. Um, but we're at you need a barbecue on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And then the website as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. You Awesome. Well, Russell, before we wrap up the kind of last question I ask everybody, you got the, uh, you got the grill fired up. What's, uh, what's the go-to meal for you? Oh, it's not even, wow. That's a great <laughs> question. It's not the go-to meal, but it sure is my favorite meal. I love a reverse seared Wagyu ribeye. Nice. There's there's nothing better in the world than that. Yep. Yeah, enough said, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's it, right? <laughs> like you take a, a perfectly cooked steak that's perfectly seasoned and perfectly medium rare, and I don't even want a side with it. Just it's just by itself. Right on. Well, Russell, thanks so much. Uh, best of luck with the store uh, moving forward here. I. Uh, Look forward to being able to get up to Edmonton myself, uh, hopefully before too, too long to see uh, see some customers and make sure I uh, stop in to see you up there. So best of luck. And folks, uh, if you're in that Edmonton area, head out to Sherwood Park and uh, check out You Need a Barbecue. And online awesome. uh, online shopping as well with the shipping, right? So. You betcha. Shipping across Canada. Right on. Russell, thanks so much for doing this. Have a great evening. We'll talk to you soon, man. Yeah, take care. Take care. Thanks, pal. That's a wrap, everybody. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate you tuning in. Thank you to Russell from You Need a Barbecue in Sherwood Park for joining me to talk about his new barbecue supply store. The links to their website and social media will be in the show notes. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. It's back to school here in Alberta this week, so our APN member shout-out goes to Ed, Conversations About Teaching. Ed is a podcast about the teaching life. That means it is often about teaching, but it is also about the lives that teachers live, their passions and struggles in the classroom and beyond. 
please visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com for links to Ed, conversations about teaching, and all the other great shows on the network. Next week on the podcast, the fine folks from Honey Bunny Inc. and Peace River Honey in Guy, Alberta, join me on the show. See you next week. Hey friends, thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the show and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca. Check out the listing of joints on the Barbecue Trail site and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out and show your local barbecue joints some love. Give me a follow on Twitter at eatmorebarbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at eat underscore more underscore barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, my email is eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and is a production of Eat More Barbecue Digital Media. Till next time, folks, keep on smoking. <laughs> <laughs>